Welcome to Hockey Night in New York, where Islanders hockey is always top shelf. Whether you got your start as a dynasty veteran, a Millbury survivor, or you were born into the Church of Trots, Hockey Night in New York is your home for all things Isles. Now, here are your eclectic hosts, Sean Cuthbert and Christian Arnold. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Hockey Night in New York. Welcome to the program, everyone. It is Sunday, August 1st, 2021. Coming at you live from the Blue Line Deli and Bagels, located at 719 West Jericho Turnpike in Huntington. A special edition of Hockey Night in New York coming at you here at 1 p.m. Brian Compton from NHL.com will be joining us. My name is Sean Cuthbert. With me, as always, is this clown right here, Christian Arnold. Christian. How you doing, pal? I'm good. How are you, Sean? <laughs> Did you like that intro? No. Not at all? Not at all. Not even a little bit? Not even the slightest. I guess I can understand that. So, as all Islander fans know, a lot of huge news <laughs> coming out of Islander country this last week. A lot of signings. Islanders all over the headlines. That's a lie. Not at all. But we got some nuggets. There's some things that are going on behind the scenes, and we're going to talk about that. So, with that being said, Christian, how are you? Well, I'm still waiting for something to happen. Officially. Like the, yeah, officially. Although it seems like, for all intents and purposes, there's been several signings that just haven't been announced that are in the, either finalizing deals or basically just uh, finalized and, and need to be announced. And, and obviously, Zach Parisi being one of them, Kyle Palmieri being one of them. Um, Casey Zizika seems like he, he's in, at least in the works of being locked up at this point. And, uh, That's the word. Microphone keeps moving away from... Well, you're, having, you're having issues. Are you finished with your thoughts so I can talk about our sponsors, or are you still going? No, go ahead. <laughs> All right, so I want to remind everybody that we are happy to be sponsored by Blue Line Deli and Bagels, where we are right now, located at 719 West Jericho Turnpike in Huntington. Head on down for great food, great people, and great service. Check out the menu at bluelinedeli.com. And also, we have a jersey giveaway raffle going on right now between now and 3 o'clock. If you're listening, hop in the car. Head over. We're giving away a free Islander jersey. All you have to do is get a raffle ticket when you show up, and you will be entered into a free Islander jersey That's giveaway. Right. Great stuff there. And, of course, we are proud to be sponsored by Thai Technology, a voiceover IP company providing phone services for businesses across the country. If you're tired of dealing with long hold times and the impersonal service of companies like Spectrum, Optimum, and Verizon, give Thai Technology a call at 516-856-7800 for three free months of service. Sounds pretty good to me. Not bad, right? Yeah. So, Christian, I, I rudely cut you off before, so we'll, we'll get back to what you were talking about. The the news behind the news, behind the non-news. <laughs> Which is, there's nothing officially has happened, but everything unofficially has happened. Yeah, so... Basically, the, the, the gist of it. Right, so as far as as far as we know, we can, we can safely say here that the New York Islanders have, have behind the scenes... Uh, they, they signed Zach Parise from Minnesota. We don't know how long. We don't know the terms. Right. They uh, apparently probably signed Casey Sezikis. Would assume the Parise deal, again, assume because we don't know anything. We don't know. Would, would be a, a short-term deal, league minimum, laden with bonuses, basically. Yes. Similar to what Andy Green had gotten before. Right, right, which would make a lot of sense. You have Casey Sezikis coming back. We don't know what the terms are on that. That'll be very interesting. Right. 
because of uh, you know some other signings that that Casey has been compared to. We'll see how well, long. And if he's coming back, it's going to be a short. It's going to be less money, but longer term. That's what that's we the assume. Yeah. <laughs> also, that's the that's the theme of the show tonight. It's right. just assumptions. Well, today. Making, yeah, today. You're right. A lot of assumptions. So you got Parise, you got Zizekas. Now the word is that Kyle Palmieri will be coming back. Uh, we would figure that's a long-term deal, maybe somewhere in the four to five million range, somewhere in that general area. I would, I would imagine. Right. Again, sounds like a, a longer-term deal. Actually, Dave Panyota, who we've had on the show a couple times before, yes. just put out a story kind of imp, impl, impl, implicating that it would be a longer-term deal, and that these basically deals seem like they're done. Again, assuming because we really <laughs> don't know for sure, and this is just what sources have been telling different people. And and to my surprise, uh, a bit. Uh, maybe I shouldn't be surprised, but but the word happens to be that Travis Zajac is coming back as well. Well, it would make sense because you need that that center depth, and it gives you certainly gives you a little more security in, in that aspect of their game. And um, I mean, he enjoyed being an Islander, and he was a contributor during the during the playoffs, and that's and even during the regular season a little bit. Uh, maybe right. not the role that people were thinking of when he came along with with um, you know Paul Mary in that deal, but certainly the Islanders got their money worth because they got a solid player that that did what he needed to do in crunch time. Yeah, for sure. Look, I mean, he was a huge factor in the playoffs. Once Oliver Wallstrom had that injury, he came mm-hmm. in or he never came out. Now some Islander fans were a little upset about that, but you know that's that's the history now. Right. But but. You know what? There's nothing wrong with having another well, well-respected veteran presence in there. You know, maybe he'll be the 13th or 14th forward. He's obviously with the roster. We're assuming that the Islanders are coming in with, barring any other, you know, changes between now and October. You know, Zajac's not going to factor into that starting. No, he's a he's an extra roster. forward and you know, a, a depth centerman that the Islanders need. You, know, you, you can never have too many too many of those because as especially with the season like they're going to have this year with everything so condensed, sort of what we had last year, but but longer stretch of games. Obviously, injuries are going to happen more frequently because there's less time off, and that's right. even even in the world of COVID that we still live in. You're going to need those extra bodies just in case. No, you're right. We actually have to. Get used to an eighty-two game schedule again. We're going <laughs> back too. to the we're going back to the regular divisions. That too, and we have a thirty-second team now in Seattle. That's right. So we're getting back to the normal schedule, but it's 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 weird because I there think, is a Kraken logo around here somewhere. Yeah, there is. They no, got yeah, it's right there, right there on the corner, right there. Oh, I right see there under right the, behind uh, the, the Pittsburgh machine. Penguins. Yes, yeah. So yeah, the, you know in here. Somewhere. Look, Donnie, Donnie knows what he's doing. He's already got the Kraken logo in here. I mean, this is this he is got a beautiful Kraken on that fast. Well, Christian, it was great having you here today. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot for coming by. But, yeah, I mean, look, Donnie knows what he's doing. He's got all the, all the hockey logos here. Beautiful hockey-themed deli, particularly Islander-themed. Everybody knows about it already, but couldn't be happy to be here today for the special edition of Hockey Night in New York. I, I got tater trots. I'm happy. So what's what's the verdict, man? How were they? They are darn good. Are they Absolutely g- would recommend them. But are they as good as the Hockey Night in New York rap? Uh, better. You weren't supposed to say that. Nope, they're better. Oh my God, they're better. <laughs> All right. So good. All right, well. And the Hockey cool. Night New York wrap is, is one of the best sandwiches on the menu. That's right. If not the See, best. See, I saved it. Okay. All right. All right. You made up for it. You can stay. You would have just let stay. me finish my thought. It would have been, well, uh, been obvious what I'm doing. I, I didn't realize that's where you're going. I, you know, I didn't give you enough credit. I, I guess that's my bad. It is your that's bad. That's my bad. It's all right. <laughs> so, yeah, look. You have you have those guys apparently in the fold. We're comfortable enough to say that that's probably the case. The question is, are the Islanders going to do anything else? 
And, and that's what we're going to be talking about. That's what we're going to be speculating about. Uh, another interesting nugget, I guess, that's, that's come out is the Islanders did not opt to qualify Michael Delzato. They did not qualify Joshua Hosang. Mm-hmm. And he... Well, Hosang's he, going to... to um, did he officially sign that PTO with Toronto? I think that's... Well, that's what... Um, that's what their, No, 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 but that's at. what their GM... Uh, Kyle Dubas had said during a, a conference call with reporters. So, there. yes, ladies and gentlemen. That is a PTO. We can finally close the book on the Joshua Hosang saga. It's officially over. Mel Armenia, B-Lars 92. <laughs> to, your, to your dismay, it's finally over. And, and I have nothing but best wishes for Joshua Hosang, but I am glad that we don't have to spend any more time <laughs> on this show speculating about what the hell is going to happen right. to that guy. It's Be- over. It's, oh, it's officially over. Tony Stabile, I hope you're listening. It's over. We did it. It's done. We made it. So we got Brian Compton joining us in about seven minutes or so. We'll talk about all this stuff with him and, and all the goings-ons around the league. I mean, well, Christian. I'm sorry. Oh, no, go ahead. I was gonna, I was going to say it's certainly interesting that if you look back now, the 2014 NHL draft for the Islanders now officially looks pretty bad. Bad. And and that's not to say that I thought Michael Del Cole played bad because I We've been corrected actually, Del Call. <laughs> the ease, I think, was connect correcting our pr- pronunciation. Well, Sean was the one who said it for the record. Okay, well go on. But <laughs> NHL draft in twenty fourteen for the Islanders. Now their two first round picks are well Del Dal Call could come back. Could be could still be assigning as right. some sort of depth forward sure. for the Islanders. Well, and they two didn't, they didn't want to. They didn't want to go the yeah. They didn't want to go the route of, of the um, the offer off um, qualifying, qualifying offer. offer yeah. Thank you. It's off season for everybody, guys. Um, <laughs> they didn't want to go the route of the qualifying offer, and they could probably get them on a cheaper deal under free agency. Also, Michael Del Cole, we haven't heard a thing about anyone from about him at all. And you would have thought at least a guy with some NHL experience who knows how to play. A bottom six role would have generated some interest from other teams. Yeah, and we talked about it last week. I, we were asked on the show, is Michael Dalcall going to get a qualifying <laughs> offer? And I thought he was. I mean, so did not, I. Right? Well, again, talking about depth before with the idea of bringing back Travis Ajak, I mean, Dalcall, Dalcall. Nice. Yeah, you have me saying it. <laughs> Dal Cole is still a, a serviceable bottom six forward, and I think he's developed into a pretty good one for, for what you get out of him. No, is he what? Is he what you expected when you're drafted fifth overall in the NHL draft? Not at all. Of course not, yeah. But that's not his fault. I mean, that's just the player he was, and perhaps it was a misscout by the Islanders because he did develop into a pretty good bottom six forward for, for the team and does a pretty good job, and he can score a little bit. And when you give him the right opportunity, he fits in pretty well. So, I, like I said, you would have thought that at this point, other teams, uh, there's got to be another team out there that could have used a guy like Dal Cole and could have used his services for the lower price that you were going to get him at. I, I agree. And, and look, like you said, we might see him come back, but just maybe under a more team-friendly contract in the sense that if it's two-way, they don't have to worry about you know sending him down, whatever the case may be. Whatever, whatever it is, yeah. Lou Lamarillo didn't want to give him a qualifying one-way deal. Oh, I get it. And we'll see if he brings him yeah. back. And, you know, you wonder if that's even going to happen because now it seems that Zajac is going to be brought back in the fold. And, that's you true, know, too, you, yeah. You can only really carry one or two extra forwards, and you have Panic. Well, you still you have, have to fill, Johnston. You still have to fill out a roster in Bridgeport as well. This so is if he, true. if he has a two-way contract, you, you, yeah, he ends up back in Bridgeport At playing. this point? And they're also playing a full schedule for the first time in over a year. Well, look, if, if, if Zajac is coming back, and you, still, you have Panic there, you have Johnston there, so... 
Yeah, where's where would Dal Cole even even end up? Probably Bridgeport if they bring him back. But this yeah. is all speculation. We don't know. No. We don't know. Del Call. Again, that is the theme of the show is the speculation. Yeah, and, and it's and it's moving fast. So, folks, I want to thank you so much for hanging out with us here on your, your beautiful Sunday afternoon here in the summer. We appreciate it. Here at twitch.tv. cloudy out, so it makes sense that you'd be watching. Twitch.tv slash Hockey Night NY and all your favorite podcast providers. But we're going to take a break here from Blue Line Deli Bagels because Brian Compton of NHL.com will be joining us. So thanks again for tuning in. We'll be right back. Customer service is the backbone of any great business, and reliable telecommunication is essential to keeping your client base happy. Introducing Thai Technology, a low-cost, flexible internet phone service founded on the idea that every customer deserves exceptional service while providing simple setup and management and easy integration to clients across the country. Thai Technology will not only create a custom solution tailored to your specific needs, but will partner with you to provide a competitive edge to you and your clients. And if you need support, you won't be routed to an automated call center in another country, you'll get a live representative that had a personal hand in building your account. So Islander fans, if your business is looking for a change from companies like Spectrum, Verizon, or Optimum, Thai Technology is offering three free months of service for any of its affordable packages. Just call 516-856-7800, that's 516-856-7800, or visit them on the web at thaitechnology.com, that's Thai, T-I-E, technology.com. Thai Technology, the right choice for your internet phone service. The only thing better than a Great Long Island Deli is a Great Long Island Deli run by diehard Islander fans. Blue Line Deli and Bagels located at 719 West Jericho Turnpike in Huntington will make any Islander fan feel right at home with its familiar blue and orange theme and Isles decor. Blue Line Deli and Bagels proudly serves Bagel Boss Bagels along with breakfast favorites, hockey-themed heroes, quesadillas, salads, fresh-made smoothies, and much more. So stop on in for delicious food, a clean atmosphere, and a happy staff ready to greet you with friendly service no matter what team you support. Want to place an order for pickup? Call 631-944-3222 or visit bluelinedeli.com to check out the menu and order online. Blue Line Deli and Bagels, where the great selections will have you saying, yes, yes, yes. Hope you enjoyed the ads. Now let's get back to Hockey Night in New York with Sean Cuthbert and Christian Arnold. Welcome back to Hockey Night in New York. I should say Hockey Afternoon in New York, technically, today. Live from Blue Line Deli and Bagels in Huntington, New York. Just in case you're confused thinking we're in Huntington, Virginia. Just want to make that clear. Sean didn't make that clear before. But it's that time of the show, as always, our favorite segment where we go on the line, brought to you by our other friends at Tide Technology. And we bring in this week's guest, the solid person in Brian Compton from NHL.com. Solid. How are you, bud? What's going on, B-Comp? How are you? I'm good. Now, nobody's really... Well, we're having a little technical issue here because B-Comp is cutting in and out a little bit. Let's try that again, B-Comp. Yes. Can we hear you? Can you hear me now? Yes, we yes. can. You're, Just like those old Verizon you. commercials back in 1875. You remember that year well, Brian, don't you? I do. <laughs> How are you, my friend? What I'm is good. I was, I was saying when I got caught off there that nobody's really confused that you guys are in Huntington, Virginia, right? I mean, it's hockey night in New York. No. Yeah, where did that come from, Christian? Well, you that said was... you didn't specify. I wanted to make sure we Did could... we need to, though? Yeah. yeah. Disagree. People That's are... a hard disagree are, from me. People uh, are not bright Officially. Sometimes. Wow. 
All right, well, go on, go on with the show, Christian. Go ahead. But, B-Comp, nice of you to join us today, <laughs> although you didn't come in. Dude, I have things to do. I have to go to Home Depot. I have to go to Bed Bath <laughs> I don't know if I have time to come in. Solid Sunday. I mean, you, yeah. could, make a, you could make a stop at, from Bed Bath & Beyond to, to Home Depot. It's right in the neighborhood. It's a nice little Sunday. Yeah, well, that sounds terrible. But that's what happens when, uh, when you're old, I guess. But, B-Comp, thank you for joining us. Ton to talk about, obviously. The Islanders making a lot of noise, a lot of moves, a lot of signings. Um, okay. I, don't, I don't know if you've heard about any of them because we certainly haven't. So maybe you could take a bring a, break us some news. But in all seriousness, what do you what is what do you think is going on behind the scenes now with all the the quietness while the rest of the league has you know made a lot of noise with some of these signings and trades in the last week or so? I I would imagine that that there's been some obvious signings. I think the fact that Palmieri and Casey Sezikis have not signed elsewhere tells me that they are staying here. Um, beyond that, guys, your guess is as good as mine. This is Lou. It's Lou <laughs> world. Um, I know fans are, you know, in an uproar that they want to see what's going on here, but this is the way this, this man operates. Um, and I've said this to you guys before, until this team falls off a cliff, let the man do what he's doing. That's all. I mean, it, it definitely speaks to, I, I would say, the, the respect that the rest of the general managers, agents, and, and everyone in the league have because it's, Basically, the entire expansion draft was leaked hours and hours and hours before the the even the the television uh, shenanigans that happened on ESPN. But nothing has has come from the Islanders. What, what does that say about Lou Lamorello and just the career he's had and the respect that he he has among the league that this that things have stayed so quiet and nothing has leaked at this point? And we are four or five days past free agency opening. Yeah, look, he's a. He's in the Hall of Fame for a reason, um, and he has the utmost respect of the other 31 general managers. Um, again, I know fans want to want to know what's going on here. Um, patience is a virtue, right? It's not like the team that is uh, on cap friendly right now is <laughs> October. Um, there's going to be moves here. They have to sign a three key restricted free agent. Um, like I said, I think Palmieri and Sezikis are already in the fold, as well as a guy like Zach Parisi going to help them, I think, well, on the power play. So we'll see where it goes. Um, it's a long summer, right? There's still a long way to go before opening. <laughs> For sure. And, and Brian, you, you say, you know, Islander fans should maybe just have a little faith. I mean, hasn't hasn't Lou Lamarillo kind of earned that now? In his in his third, not only not only in his third year with the Islanders, but just his illustrious career as a president and general manager of an NHL franchise. Like, I mean, just because there hasn't been any official announcements, there hasn't been any news or anything, it doesn't mean the man isn't working hard and making things happen, right? I mean, but I mean, I guess it wouldn't be Islander Country Isles Twitter if there wasn't an outcry because there's not official statements coming out. Yeah, I mean, look, again, the, the fact that we haven't heard that Kyle Palmieri has signed somewhere else, Dikas has signed somewhere else, I think logic tells you that these two are, are coming back long term, which is good news because, um, you know, I know fans are screaming about, I'm sure you're going to ask me about Tarasenko, etc. Um, <laughs> right, right. You, you got you to be careful here, guys, right? Like, you don't want to make, you don't want to blow anything up because they were two goals away from the cup final and probably winning the whole thing. Uh, I think they would have beaten Montreal had they made the finals. So me too. Uh, they, they, they've got to be careful about what they do with this roster here moving forward. You don't want to take away too. They've already lost Eberle. Um You don't want to take away too many pieces here. No, I agree with you, Brian, but I think the most pressing question right now for the Islanders and, and thanks to the ease on the chat here 
And he wants to know, what do we think the Islanders will do to replace Nick Letty? And I think that's probably the most important question right now for the Islanders. Yeah. No doubt. I think it is the biggest question. And I don't know where they go, guys. I mean, again, if you're going to go and try to get a guy like Vince Dunn from Seattle, that's going to cost you something, I think, off this roster. So, um, you know, I know guys like Beauvillier, his name's been thrown around here again. Uh, if it's a If it's a tremendous player coming back, I guess you have to do it, but... Um, you don't want to do anything too drastic here after the runs that they've had the past two years. Become, speaking of the defense and considering what you would likely have to give up for, for defensemen, is there at least one or two players still on the market? Ryan Murray's name has been, has been mentioned a couple times. But in your mind, is there anyone still on the market that wouldn't cost the Islanders too much and could fit that, that Nick Letty role at this point? You know, guys, I'm glad you brought that up because – I, I feel bad for a guy like Thomas Hickey. Like, why have why have we just completely forgotten that this guy is still on the team and um, could contribute? Like, I felt when he went in for that for that tiny stretch over. Uh, I think it was Philly where he had a huge game. He didn't look out of place and he had missed a, a lot of game action. Right. So right. Yeah. Uh, that was the first game in like two years or something like that. Yeah. For him. I'm not saying he's going to step in and play 22 minutes a night like Nick Letty did, but. Um, he's, I think he's, until he's somewhere else, he's an option for these guys. Um, as far as free agents go, I don't think Sedano Chara is, is going to sign. I mean, what are you, 10 points? I mean, he could still play, get me wrong, but, um, Ryan Murray did not score a goal if memory serves the entire season. So, um, it's bare as far as free agents go. And uh, Shawnee, you and I interacted briefly on Twitter the other day. Calvin DeHaan, I think, can help this hockey team. If that's if that's the route that they have to go, he's not going to um, produce the way that Nick Letty did, um, but he blocks a ton of shots. He can still play 20 minutes. I know he's injury-prone. There's, there's a history there. There's no question about that, but um, I think the Islanders could do worse than Calvin DeHaan if that's the route that they have to take. Brian, I agree with you, and I guess I guess that's the big debate now, right? If if it comes to that, if if... They don't bring in a guy who I guess we consider quote-unquote worthy of replacing Nick Letty, right? As far as the top four role goes, as far as potentially running a power play, maybe the second unit, whatever the case may be. Let's say it is a, a, I mean, a Thomas Hickey or a Calvin DeHaan or something like that. Is that going to be enough? Are the Islanders' defensive core going to be able to make up for that production as a group? Maybe you look towards Noah Dobson to, to step things up and obviously have a bigger role. I mean, we expect that anyway, but is yeah. it going to be enough for this team, or are they going to have to go out and bring somebody in from the outside, which is something that I believe? Yeah, I think it depends on, um, you know, Noah Dobson is going to see more time on the power play. There's, there's no doubt about that. I mean, as of now, he's the guy replacing Letty. Um, uh, on, on one on one unit, and then you have Pollock on the other. They still have weapons uh, to run these power plays. Um, and as far as the rest of the of the the, the blue line goes, Shawnee, uh, unless they get a guy like Tarasenko who can, you know, contribute offensively to kind of you know mitigate what they're losing on on defense, it's going to be tough. But um, like I said, there there's a long way to go before opening night, and you have to trust this front office because they've earned it. Talking with Brian Compton on the line, brought to you by our friends over at Thai Technology. Brian, internally, obviously, the Islanders have Sebastian Ajo. You mentioned Thomas Hickey. Um, there's a couple, uh, you know, Samuel Bulldick is, is, is an option there down in Bridgeport. Is there anyone internally outside of Hickey that could fill that role as well? Sebastian Ajo is usually the first one that comes to mind because he's been with the organization the longest, and he's had pretty good success down in the, in the AHL. Could you see him being an option for the Islanders? As of now, I think he has to be. Um, if, if nothing changes here, 
Ajo has to get a, a legitimate crack to, to make this team and contribute. Um, he's still here, and as long as he's still here, he has to be an option if they, if they don't make a move, and I still think they're going to. They're going to figure this out, I think, when push comes to shove, but, um, you know, Ajo's kind of in the same boat as, as Hickey Christian. Mm-hmm. He barely played. Um, also, he was with the team all year. Um, other than warm-ups, you never saw the guy, really. That's right. Two when Dobson had, uh, was on the COVID That's list. That's right, so. yep. Um, it, it's going to be tough, but yeah, as long as he's still here, um, and he's one of those guys who can certainly contribute offensively. If he's not going to get a crack this coming season, fellas, uh, <laughs> I, I don't think it's coming, at least in New York. I mean, it just doesn't seem like that opportunity is coming from him. Even, well, right. it wasn't, it was two years ago, but he got 22, 24 games or something like that exactly. at the NHL le- level. Um, yeah. and even after that, he played pretty well and it, it, the opportunity just doesn't, doesn't seem to come from him. Yeah, I, I don't know what it is. Um, maybe he's he's somebody who needs a fresh start somewhere else. If not, um, he, I think he's waiver eligible. He could certainly get plucked in October. We'll see how that goes. But if he clears, um, it's going to be probably Bridgeport for him again. We'll see. We're talking to Brian Compton of NHL.com on the line, brought to you by Talk Technology here live at the Blue Line Deli and Bagels, located at 719 West Jericho Turnpike. Conveniently located near uh, Home Depot and a Bed Bath & Beyond, from my understanding. (laughs) As it turns out. Yes, that's right. So, Brian, (laughs) you alluded to us talking about Terrace. You're funny sometimes, but usually not. So, (laughs) you alluded to talking about Tarasenko. Uh, so let's do it. Well, let's see. Uh, you, you have out in the Twitterverse that maybe the Islanders are in talks. I mean, we don't know. We don't know because, like you said, Lou, it's everything is underneath the trap door, right? We don't, we don't know what Lou's doing unless he tells us. So maybe they're looking into Tarasenko. Maybe not. Maybe the roster's already set aside from that D. I personally think they are. I, th- I don't think they're going to bring in any more forwards. Maybe some depth, something like that. But honestly, with Palmieri coming back, Parise coming in, and apparently Zajac, which seems to be the word, I think they're done. But that being said, Vlad Tarasenko, do you think there's a shot that the Islanders might be going for him? If they do, what are they going to have to give up to get him? Yeah, I think they're still very much in the mix, Shawnee. That's just my gut feeling, um, especially when they were as close as they were. Uh, they got shut out twice, you know, against Tampa games five and seven. Um, you got they need a little bit more offensive punch. But having said that, Wallstrom didn't play right. And if you bring in a guy like Tarasenko, you're sliding Wallstrom down the depth chart. Doesn't don't the, doesn't the fan base want to see this kid contribute the way that they think that he can? Um, I know fans are screaming about a sniper. I think Wallstrom can be that guy. To be honest, he has that release. It's 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 elite. I think so. Um, and the, and the question is, if you get him, who's who's going in that deal? I have to believe one of Beauvillier or Bailey is, is going in that trade. And again, I, I go back to what I was saying earlier about you got to be careful here. Um, they were so close. And if you're going to break that core up, not completely, but, I mean, Josh Bailey's been here forever. He's, he's a, an alternate captain, and he's going to play, what, between 1,300 and 1,500 games when all is said and done in the National Hockey League. So... Um, we'll see how it goes, but yeah, I, I, I still think they're in the mix for Tarasenko. We'll see how, we'll see how it plays out. Just to play devil's advocate here, become, I, 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 I mean, I've, I've said before, I'm not a fan of bringing in Tarasenko if it's going to cost them an arm and a leg. Right. Um, and, and kind of to your point, disrupt kind of the chemistry and the flow that they've had, but let's play devil's advocate here. And I will counter that, that point with the idea of bringing in someone of Tarasenko's skill set. I mean, the guy is a 30 plus goal scorer. 
five of his nine years in the NHL, and you could kind of throw away the last two because obviously he's been dealing with the surgeries and, and the injuries right. to his shoulder. But wouldn't that make the Islanders automatically a, a better team if you have Tarasenko on your top line? You're able to fill that second line and void if you uh, you lose. You're going to lose probably Bo in that trade, let's say. You move Wallstrom up. You have you have Parisi and, and Zajac as your third line with, with uh, Parisi and um, Palmieri as your third line with with um, Pajot in the middle. That sounds like a pretty a, a better team than that was in the Eastern Conference Finals last year. Agreed. Uh, at least offensively. Uh, there's no doubt that they would be a much better offensive hockey team, Christian. Um, on the flip side, we all know what this coach is all about, right. keeping the puck in their own net. So, um, look, Tarasenko has won a cup. He was dynamite for the Blues in the playoffs when they won the whole thing. Um, so he's been there before. You, you can never have enough cup winners in your locker room. Um, again, I just I, I want to see who is in this trade going to St. Louis because um, it would be really, really for me. Uh, it would be really, really difficult to see a guy like Josh Bailey go somewhere else. Yeah, no question about it. But I mean, I was going to pivot somewhere else. But now that you mentioned that about Bailey, I mean, doesn't that? I mean, look, I wasn't around for it. I think the three of us pretty much didn't know what was going on back then, or were alive. <laughs> but. I mean, is when your when your team is at this point though, right? And and you have a GM like Lou Lamarillo or Bill Torrey, and you're trying to get over the hump to get to that next step to win a Stanley Cup, and you have your fan favorites. I mean, isn't that kind of what Bill Torrey dealt with back then, dealing sure. for Butch Goring, right? He had to make some tough calls. He ends up making that deal, and and we know what the rest of the, you know what the next four years were. But but maybe that's kind of a position that Lou Lamarillo is in, and and as much as. Josh Bailey, you know, is is funny to say this now, but beloved by this franchise because of the tenure that he's put in. I know that <laughs> that may not I may not be speaking for everybody there. But, I don't think you are, no. no, I don't think I am. <laughs> but but that being said, the tenure he's put in, obviously, you know, as far as a modern day Islander goes, I mean he's he's Mr. Islander, right? Him, Matt Martin kind of, right? So to see a guy like him go the, the kind of contributions he's put into this team over the past, you know, some odd years. I mean, is that just something you bite the bullet and say, hey, look, I'm, I'm trying to make this team better to, to win a Stanley Cup? Yeah, look, it happens. You're right. Um, you know, I think of a guy like Dave Lewis who was with the Islanders from day one and got traded a couple of months before they won the Cup. I mean, that's tough, right, especially with the way things uh, went for them in 79 against the Rangers. So uh, you're right. I mean, look, it's a business. At the end of the day, you're trying to make your hockey team better. Um, I go back to you, you just got to trust Lou Lamorello. He's earned it. Um, if that's the deal, um, it's hard to argue with, with Lou. So we'll see how it plays out. But um, I, would, I would really feel for Josh Bailey if the owners go on to win the cup and he's somewhere else. That would be really tough for him to swallow, I would think. Oh, absolutely. There's no doubt about it. But, I mean, again, like you said, it's a business. But yeah. I guess my last thing on Tarasenko is uh, – do we have confidence that his shoulder is going to hold up? I mean, we're talking about what he can do if he's healthy and what he might bring to this team. But something you got, everybody's got to keep in mind is: is he even going to be able to to perform at, at the level that he has in the past, given given his injury history? Yeah, well, I, I would imagine that they're going to look at all the paperwork before making a transaction like that because it's going to be a, you know a key player going back in that deal, and they're not going to make that trade. If they don't think Tarasenko can can live up to, to to whatever he's been dealing with in the past with the shoulder, etc., so um, you, you, you just gotta hope that he would be okay. I mean, if if the paperwork says that he's gonna be all right, um, we know what he can bring when he is healthy. Um, they need a boost. There's no doubt about that. Um, he could help them if he's healthy. If not, uh, Lou's obviously gonna get creamed by the fan base. We know that. 
This is On the Line, brought to you by our friends <laughs> at Thai Technology. And on the line with us is a man from the National Hockey League website. No, it's not Dan Rosen. No, it's not Mike Morreale. They both are busy, so we had to settle with Brian Compton, who's joining wow. us right now. <laughs> wow. Just brutal. I got a lot. I Christian was there's not, not thinking of any questions to think of to ask Brian. I was thinking of insults. You were delaying. Uh, no, I was thinking of insults. No, there's nothing worse, though, and I'm going to put you on the spot, Christian. Yeah. There's nothing worse, though. What you, I think the first time we had Brian on... Or just referencing him since you joined the show. Brian, what did he call you? Because I'm call sure you remember. No, say that again because you, you, you came. You, 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 you got to stop talking and then he can talk. It's Skype. He called me a trash person. Yes. Wow. I, I was mean, upset that he got a sandwich. That, that named deserves the pause really that it wanted. got. I mean, how, how on earth do you call? I mean, that's terrible. Terrible. He's a good guy. He's all right. Jeez. I mean, look, if this hockey writing thing doesn't work out, Christian can write for Hall. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go yeah. ahead, Christian. Suck. <laughs> <laughs> you still don't have a question, do you? No, no. <laughs> I have a question. <laughs> I was waiting for Brian to finish his thought. I was trying to be nice for right, two seconds. Right. But be comp. It wouldn't, yeah. it wouldn't be NHL. It wouldn't be Hockey Night in New York. I mean, we have to talk about the Buffalo Sabres for a second here and the Jack Eichel thing that has gone just off the rails the last week and a half um, between um, the, the, the delusional delusional nature of Buffalo's general manager and then obviously Eichel and his agent's response to everything. What do you make of this? And, 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 and the idea of, of them not trading Jack Eichel before the season starts, how is that even fathomable at this point? Yeah, it, it's not. Um, they've got to figure this out. I can't imagine um, – what that would be like they want a training camp if, if he's still with this hockey team that's just going to be a nightmare so um this has been ugly right i mean the last few weeks in particular have been really really ugly so we'll see how it goes um the sabers have had a lot of work to do here over the last three i mean that made the playoffs in a decade but these past couple in particular have just been a complete nightmare and uh, where is he gonna go i mean i i bring this up um with my ranger fan friends like do you want to trade a kid like Condre Miller for Jack Eichel? Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't do it. Um, I know he's a terrific player. I get it. But Miller's going to be a stud on that blue line for years. Um, it's tough, man. Um, and with, you know, cap space running out for a lot of teams, I just don't know where he's going to end up. But if he is still in Buffalo in October, my goodness. We'll see. Yeah, it, it, it is just a, a wild situation with the Sabres. Obviously, I think Ranger fans kind of expected him to be – in red, white, and blue a while ago, and nothing has seemed yeah. to, to pan out there. But, but B-Comp, also, before we do let you go, today is the 10th 10-year anniversary of the arena referendum vote. Believe it or not, it's been 10 years <laughs> since we were standing in the downstairs portion of Nassau Coliseum waiting for Ed Mangano, Charles Wong, and a slew of other Nassau County politicians that were vying for this. If you will indulge me, just tell me what you remember about that day and that the whole odyssey that was that bizarre referendum i was actually in montauk it was the start of my <laughs> my weekly my yearly vacation in montauk that was like the first or second day of that trip uh i was on twitter the whole day just scrolling to see what was going on um it, it's i can't believe it's been 10 years it, it's hard to believe um but you know it just to be in the position that they're in now after all the nonsense that this fan base yeah. has endured the last 25 years, really. I mean, I remember my dad telling me in the 80s was when they first started talking about either upgrading the Coliseum or building a new one next door. 
um, it's great to see that they're finally in a position to have. They might have the best building in the NHL <laughs> in November, guys. What a it, world! It's, cra it's crazy to think about. Um, I can't wait to see what that whole project's going to look like when it's done. That's still a couple of years down the road, but um, the trips that I've made to UBS, it's pretty easy to tell that it's going to be an, an amazing, amazing spot. Good for them. Yeah, Brian, I can't wait. And we got just a couple of rapid fire questions for you from, uh, from the chat. If, you, if you'll indulge us, sure. Mike, four, six, five, two co wants to know what's the reason behind lose secrecy. And then following that up, T Boyle underscore 13 wants to know, is Bavillier going to be on the Islanders opening, opening night roster? That's a good one. Um, I don't have, really have an answer to the first one. It's just the way that the man operates. Right. I think, I think, I don't think he wants cap numbers to get out to agents because he's just trying to. I mean, Adam Pellick, guys, if you look at the numbers that have been thrown around these past few weeks, Adam Pellick is what six million probably, right. yeah. give or take. So um, Sorokin's probably going to get three and a half to four. I would think there's there's a lot of work to do here, and I think he's just trying to keep the cap numbers under wrap more than anything else so he can just get everything done next month or so so i think that's for that and then i think they're gonna get tarasenko so i think bovillier is not wow. gonna be yeah all right that's wow i mean i kind of agree with 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 brian here just because all the all the signs point to this the weirdness that st louis was one of the only teams not to announce any signings for a while and then they go out and they get brandon sod and all, right. all, everything starts is starting to line up to look like the Islanders have a chance. They, it makes a lot of sense, and it would make a lot of sense of why there's been so much secrecy as well surrounding other signings that the that the Islanders have. At this point, everyone knows are are, are basically done. And and Parisi and Paul Marion. I mean, heck, they haven't even announced Andy Green's contract, which happened. Right. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's filed with the league. Brian can walk down from his office and ask ask Gary Bettman himself. Uh, it's in there. That, that is not going to happen. Brian, could you do that for us, Brian? <laughs> could you could you TikTok that for us? <laughs> Just one question for you. <laughs> but Brian, we would we wouldn't we would be remiss if we didn't leave you on this note, and that is our, our random question. For every guest, as you know, we've done this with you before. Um, if you don't remember, for those who are just joining us for the first time, we ask our guest a random question. Uh, for instance, for the first time around, Brian Compton was asked about his favorite Kiss song. Um, <laughs> Andrew Gross was asked about... What did we ask Andrew? I forget. What did we ask Andrew? That's a good question. I know I know. we asked Molly about her, her favorite chicken fingers, right? Yeah, her fa yeah. her favorite uh, press box food. Yeah, that was it. Right? Yeah. We asked Dan Rosen tenders. about the hot dogs for yeah, you. We asked Dan Rosen about the right. hot dogs. You and your Sticking obnoxious hot dog habits. But, yeah, <laughs> I don't remember what we asked Andrew Gross. But, Brian, since we have you, <laughs> we, will, we will ask you another random question. And I feel like now it's not random because I just thought of this. And, and it is, why is it that I'm not allowed to have ketchup on a hot dog? Why does it have to be mustard? Because on your birth certificate it says you're older than seven years old. <laughs> but... <laughs> That was pretty good, Brian. That's pretty good. <laughs> Christian enjoyed that. Christian, oh, here, here we go. So, Brian, I, I mean, I, look, I don't know if you watch the show at all or, you know, how often you do, but we're good for, like, one just, like, laugh along a week funny. with Christian no, where he just, just flies off the rails and he can't control himself. I, I like that one. That was funny. You came back, though. Yeah, no, right. it's a good joke. Brian's, you, Brian's funny every once I, in a I, while. I really was kidding, but if you want to take it as a joke, that's up to you. Do you like Air Supply? Because Mike4652Co wants to know what your favorite Air Supply song is. I couldn't even name you one. <laughs> I couldn't either. I couldn't either. 
I couldn't either. Well, Brian, on that on that high note, <laughs> we're gonna let you go. But right, uh, buddy, always a, pr- a pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us here on your Sunday afternoon, and uh, we we hope to talk to you soon, man. Take care. Anytime, boys. Thanks for having me. Take care. Thanks See a lot, brother. Com- Brian Compton from NHL.com. Uh, obviously, along with the rest of us, still waiting for any sort of news to happen with the New York Islanders. <laughs> <laughs> because hey. We've made it 40 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> We've made it 40 minutes with no official news, so I think we're doing all right. And yeah. the train, train oh, I thought, you meant, I thought you meant like, oh, we were expecting some sort of bizarre news to break in the middle. No, I'm saying, I'm saying we, we, we made a 40-minute show out of, out of no news from the Islanders in a week, other than, you know, just the whispers yeah. going on, you know, behind the scenes. Well, there has been some Islander news. Atu Ratti playing yes. in the World Junior Let's Showcase talk about that guy. in Michigan. Um, having a phenomenal tournament. My internet went down for a second, so I can't oh, hit no. the numbers were, were there. I have to bring it back. Christian's up, nothing had, without his internet connection. He had a phenomenal <laughs> tournament, and I've actually been messaging back and forth with Chris Peters, the esteemed um, NHL uh, pros- prospect expert. Whom we've had on the show. We've had on the show. Yes. He worked for ESPN. He, has, he runs a great, um, great site now for himself as well. Uh, I want to make sure I get it right. It is hockeysense.stubstack.com, um, where you can subscribe and keep track of all the prospect news going on in the NHL. He does a phenomenal job uh, everywhere he's been, but been messaging back and forth about Rate because I, I I've been curious. He's down. He's up there in Michigan. He's been he's been watching all these games. He's seen him in person. Certainly a great start. He's tempering some phenomenal. expectations a little bit because obviously it's summer hockey. But certainly says it's it's exactly what you'd want to see. It's a, it's a good statement to make after the year he had in the in the Finnish league where he struggled a bit. Yeah, fourteen points in in six games, and in this interesting World Junior Showcase. Now oh, you found it. Well, actually, Mike four six five two co has been carrying the show for us today, and he pointed out in the chat. I'm going to trust him. Fourteen points just, in six games. Should we just games. hire Mike as a as a producer? Listen, I feel look, like he's doing all the duties well, of a producer. Right look, now. we're going to have summer meetings, right? We got to get ready for next <laughs> season. So, I mean, look, if you if you want to throw your hat into the ring here, we might have to hire some staff. We so didn't you even never have know. exit meetings. <laughs> That's true. We we still have to give you your review, Christian. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. I'm sure it'll go terrible. But but un- <laughs> it probably will. But under the assumption, guy can't keep a straight face. That you're, right. Mean to the guests. Yeah, calling people trash. Pe- calling I mean, that is trash. just awful. But anyway, is 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 <laughs> what's the proper pronunciation of this man's name? No Do we idea. Know? No idea. So you're just winging it. I'm with Rate. It. Yeah, I mean, you just gotta say it confidently, and people believe you. Okay. Like if so I just I was said, thinking, I, was, I just said his, like, his name is Otto Rati. And didn't even blink an eye. I would have went with Otto yeah. Rati. See, but I said it. But so then you have like the umlaut over the a, like so. Who knows? Yeah, no, it gets really confusing. How it's pronounced? I mean, the Finns have some very special names, right? Yes. A lot of a lot of vowels, right? Yanni Niedema, best one of, of my luck favorites. To, to Brendan Burke and Butch Coring when if when, if and Coring. when he does make it to the National Hockey League and Butch has got to talk. Well, about him. if he keeps and Brendan, if he keeps playing at this rate, he is he is going to the National Hockey League. But but again, how much stock do you put into a showcase, right? Like, that, but that's not, the point. Yeah. It's not a tournament. It's, I mean. Look, these kids, if if they're smart, which we'll assume that they are, they're vying for jobs in the future, right? They want to get noticed. They want to make sure that they're at their best because who knows who's watching. These kids, either they've been drafted, they want to be drafted, or they want to they want to get to training camp and, and break, you know, the collective rosters of, of whoever they're going to, right? Listen, it certainly helps his case, too. After Like we were talking about, the, the rough season he had in the Finnish Pro League, what better way to showcase that you still have it? I mean, this is a guy that was essentially, at one point, a top ten pick in the National Hockey League draft. I saw somewhere apparently he was he was the number one at one point. Yes. So think about it. The Islanders got him at fifty two. 
they didn't have to do anything day one, and they still got potentially a, a first-round level prospect on the second day. So if the Islanders, if he, if he turns out to be a steal for the Islanders, I mean, that's a heck of a job and, and certainly very interesting. But what a better way to make a statement that, hey, my game is still there and I can still play um, at the level that I was expected to by going out and starting off your, your new career with your new organization by, by doing it at a junior showcase. No, Christian, he's got me paying attention now. Because, look, I mean, I never heard of anybody <laughs> going into the draft as far as the, the kids. I didn't do any research going into this draft. And why would you when they don't have a first-round pick? But <laughs> I had no idea. But and, 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 you know, the Islanders made their pick that day. And, you know, I, I read and, and saw, you know, a little bit about him, the fact that he used to be the consensus number one yep. whenever that was, a top ten, first-rounder. And, and he dropped for whatever reason. You say, okay, well, you know, who knows what this guy's going to be. But then all these numbers start coming out in the showcase and now, yeah, he has my attention. Four goals so. in day one, you know, that's very exciting. Heck of a way to start. I, I mean, look, we obviously have to see more out of him. Well, no, the biggest thing. Well, yes, yes, we will. Right. Um, what I was going to say though is, it's the biggest test will be how he plays in the fall back in Finland when he's playing with his pro team again. Right. Carpot. Yeah, we got to see. Look, I mean, you know, six games in a showcase is nice. Let's see what else he can do. You know. Through you know, it, it leading up to when he actually ends up in an Islander training camp. But look, you can't start any better than he did. No, that's not and at all. That's it, a but good it is one. it it's is a good first impression. How this this almost draft reclamation project theme of the Islanders is carried over carried over into Lou Lamarillo, where you know you look at what um, Kab- Kabanov right, oh, Kirill, Kirill Kabanov, Joshua Hosang. Right. And then, you know, I guess even to a degree, I think, it was, was it Robin Salo, I think, who was, who was projected to go a little earlier than he did? And then the yes, and he's, having pretty, he's had a pretty decent Right, wasn't it him who, so who had injuries? It was either Salo or um, the other, jeez, uh, Norland kid <laughs> that they picked up. He was a forward, though. You know what I'm talking about? Who, who's, the, who's the winger that they picked up in, in one of the last Well, maybe draft? someone in the chat will remember. <laughs> but you understand what I'm talking There was a kid. I think it was Solomon. Mike, he had four, some two, injuries. 4652 Co. What's, what's the information? Right, Answer right. Sean's question. He's been on top of it yeah. for us, right? But it wasn't, it wasn't Solo. It was somebody else. But either way. It wasn't Solo. It, it was seems else. like It seems like the Islanders like their, their, their picks that fall out of the first round. Yeah. And, and they have that talent. They they. Give them a shot. So hopefully this is the one that actually pans out because Kabanov and Hosang obviously didn't. So we'll see where this one goes. I have a lot more hope for this guy. I'll never than forget Kirill Kabanov going to the NHL. Holmstrom. Holmstrom. Simon Simone. Holmstrom. Yeah. Simon so it was Holmstrom. either Holmstrom or Salo. Uh, Thank you, Mike. Uh, please put your resume in. We'll talk to you. Yeah. Over the Honestly, <laughs> guys should probably be our producer. He's, he's, he's picking up. And T Boyle, too, with the drop in the news. Mark oh. Andre Fleury will report to camp and play for Chicago. I think that, bro, that was reported yesterday, actually. Not. I mean, I know Panyota just put it out, but Barstool Sports Chicago actually was the first place to break that story okay yeah fair enough so credit where credit's due barstool sports chicago had that yesterday um yesterday morning i believe actually so okay we'll still give t boyle some credit too. no 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 I, i'm just staying and, on top and, of and for the record he actually did call andrew ladd to the coyotes he did he he messaged us i forgot about this he actually called it before it happened. He's like, he's like Andrew Ladd is, is going to get down right. to the Coyotes. So, so plenty of credit to T-Boy right. 13. So then my half-hearted... It's got to go full heart. My half-hearted congratulations from last week is now yeah. a full-hearted... Full heart. Tip of the hat. There you go. But yeah, I'm excited about this kid. I am. I am. Ratty. Ratatouille. Rat Pack. <laughs> Whatever his name is going to be. But wouldn't it be nice 
for that hidden gem in the later rounds to finally kind of be an Islander, right? You look at the Datsuks of the world and stuff like that. It'd be nice, especially given the fact that the Islanders have had to deal some first-round picks right. because of the, <laughs> the situation they've been in. You know, look, because they're one of the top teams in the NHL, that's right, folks. The Islanders are one of the top teams in the NHL, and that's well, what they also, do. Well, also, the Islanders are one of the model franchises in the New York metropolitan area now, when you think that's about right. it. That's right. Oh, it sounds because like music, Christian. I forget which Jet player, but one of them was talking to reporters uh, earlier this week. I forget who. Might have been one of the, one of the linemen from, from Long Island, actually. And I don't know if he was asked about it or if he kind of just maneuvered into it, but he did mention the Islanders and the way Lou Lamorello runs the team as, as, and their success as a model of the way the Jets should you know, operate going forward. Yes, you which know is a, a fascinating turn of events when you think about where the Islanders were. I mean, we mentioned where they were ten years ago, just trying to get a new arena uh, on Long Island. But think about where they were five years ago. Chris, I, I the, sorry, I keep cutting you up, but there's more to my point, Johnny. <laughs> it's, okay. it's all right. My phone. You know how if you have an iPhone, it, it gives you like those random memories sometimes. Like when you when you go to the to the lock screen. Do you have any good memories? What I was gonna <laughs> say. <laughs> Was that one of them popped up was the day that Garsno, Doug Waite, and John Ledecky held that bizarro press conference after Ledecky and, and Malkin's first yeah. year of ownership. That wasn't confidence-inspiring for that our country. That was bizarro world. I will never forget being there being like, what in the world is going on? Yeah. Um, but that picture popped up the other day. So even think about where the Islanders were then. That picture is now four years old. Think three years old, three years, four years. Regardless, think about how how far they've come in the last three years. It's insane, Christian. It took decades, but it, the New York Islander franchise has finally come full circle. Yeah, full circle. Well, almost. Where look, obviously, cups withstanding, but they were a model franchise in the 1980s. They they were. The franchise that every team in this league look up to. There was, what, 24 back then? But they were the model franchise. They were a dynasty. And they set the standard for the rest of the league. Now, I'm not saying that that's... They won cups in 80? Four of them. Wow. In a row. Didn't know that. A dynasty. Uh, And now I'm ready to go off on a tangent, Christian, because you just reminded me like a week or two ago. No, whatever. After... I'm going to have to do it. Do it, do do it. it. After the Tampa Bay Lightning, we have stu- we have time to fill. That's true, actually. <laughs> That's true. So let me have this moment here. I want to talk to you guys in the chat. I want to talk to anybody that's listening here. What constitutes a dynasty in sports, more specifically hockey, because I don't care about any other sport? Four, uh, no, well, three. Three cups in a row. Right? I, I'm with you. Three's fine. Right. Three, the three-peat is fine. Right. But that's a dynasty I to was me anyway. Just, now, maybe I shouldn't have cared as much as I did, but I was beside myself. After the Tampa Bay Lightning won their Stanley Cup. I know where this is going. And it was two, Christian. Two in a row. And you have verified journalists covering this sport saying, oh, well, the Tampa Bay Lightning, modern-day dynasty. Two Stanley Cups in a row, and they were really good before that. Going to the final four. Well, they did that with Chicago, the case. too, when they won three, three yes. out of four. Or three out of four years or It was like three like that, out of five. Right? Yeah, yeah. Three out of five. That was it. That's not a dynasty. But, like, I, I had a problem with it back then. Calling the Blackhawks right. a dynasty three out of five. And now you have, now you have pundits saying the two cups in a row. Well, or a dynasty? So, are you out of your mind? It's so rare. Well, that's why they use the term modern dynasty, because it's such a rare feat at this point for teams to win back-to-back years. Or even in, in 
two or two or three years. No matter what era it is, the definition of the word dynasty doesn't change. It's okay if there's no more dynasties anymore. Now, if Tampa Bay goes back and wins the cup again this year, which they're not going to do, but if they do it, I don't know. I'm, I'm happy to jump on that, that bandwagon and say three's enough. Three is a dynasty. But two in a row, How does Webster define di- dynasty? Go check it out. I'm going to look this up. Go check it out. Go check it out. But that's, that's you know, more in... When they talk about dynasties in the, in the dictionary definition, it's more like, you know, the, the, the Roman dynasty or, you know, something like that. It's more, it's more in, in, you know... <laughs> Historical Listen, terms. there's a lot of weird stuff the, in the dictionary now. Anyway, so who knows? anyway just to get back on the tracks here, Webster's two cups in a row is not a dynasty. dynasty. Two cups in a row is not a I don't care how many times you went to the conference final or the Stanley Cup final. You have to win more than two to be a dynasty. But, but you know, everybody's moving the goalposts here. And so I, I, I had a, a short back and forth. It was Myrtle. Myrtle up in Canada, he, he said it. He said, oh, you know, we got to talk about Tampa Bay being a dynasty. He's like, no, you can't. He's like, oh, well, modern day. I was like, so you mean to tell me in 30, 40 years when there's 40 teams in the league that one cup is going to be enough for a dynasty? I mean, when does it stop? When does it stop? Like, if we don't have any more dynasties, it's fine. We had them back in the 80s. You right. had the Canadians. You had the Oilers. You had the Islanders. So, But I've, no more. I've looked up dynasty Great. in the what Webster's Dictionary. And here's the, defin- the Webster's definition of the word dynasty. A succession of rulers of the same line of descent or a powerful group of family or family that maintains its position for a considerable time. But there's also uh, sort of an annotation there where it says sports dynasties. Oh, here we go. Goes. So dynasty has been, used, has been in use in English for over 600 years for most of that time referring to ruling families, blah, blah, blah. Around the beginning of the 19th century, the word developed the figurative sense of a group or a family that dominates a particular field for generations. Nowadays, this sense of dynasty often appears in sp- for, to sports franchises, which has pro- a prolonged run of successful seasons. The sports use appears to have begun in the early 20th century. An article in the Washington Post in 1905 refers to the John T. Brush's baseball dynasty. Baseball is another sport, just in case you, have, you haven't <laughs> heard, 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 heard of it, it John. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And by 1912, the St. Louis Dispatch reported that if players were free agents at the end of every two years, baseball dynasties such as those built up by the Cubs, Athletics, Detroit, and Giants would not be possible. So dynasty in that sense seems to refer to two years. Well, they're wrong. I mean, I think you're wrong for no for adapting no, I'm sorry. It to your own. I refuse to accept that. Anything, anything less than three years is not a dynasty. That's that's just that's how. I mean, I and, think and this what, and this isn't even Islander bias. Even if the Islanders didn't win four cups in a row, it has nothing to do with the Islanders. No, I don't think it's I Islander just, bias at all. It's just not enough. Two is not enough. But uh, all right, <laughs> I don't I don't passionately agree or disagree enough to 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 care. But I guess I would say to counter that just for the sake of argument, would be, in a, in a modern sense, it seems to actually fin- fin- fit the definition li- d- lined out by its original term when it was started to be used in sports two years, references. Two years for me isn't dominance. Two years is nice. Right, but how many teams win back-to-back years in, but, in, in any sport? But see, that's the thing, though. Like, it's, it's, a, it's a feat, and it's, and it's to be respected, and it's to be... Noted and admired, right. but you still don't have to tie that word to it. You don't have to call it a dynasty just because it doesn't happen often. Like it's a dynasty when it's a dynasty. That's that's my that's my eight cents. Much like <laughs> on it. Hockey Night in New York's reign over the Islander podcast game. 
Wow. Now that's a dynasty that I can sign up for. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> How did we fit in here? <laughs> How did we fit through the door? Mm-hmm. So and I thought I, I, I appreciate everybody indulging me in that, but it's obviously something I needed to get off my chest. You know what? I feel like you kind of revved up to it a couple shows ago, and I, I feel like I stopped you. You have a tendency to cut me off, you know, before I can finish thoughts. So same to you. So thanks for, <laughs> thanks for finally coming around and and I see some agreement in there. Uh, some I think T Boyle said too, which is disappointing to me. Tom, come on, it's more than two years. <laughs> but I got Mike on board. I got the E's on board. So two out of three, as Meatloaf said, ain't bad. So I'm yeah. gonna go with that. I'm gonna go with listen, that. I think I win here. Listen, Tampa Bay. <laughs> Having a great couple of years between them, the Buccaneers. The Buccaneers are a football team, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one of my, one of my favorite names of his sports team. Actually, I feel like the, I like the did the Rays. Maybe some did the Rays win a World Series recently? I don't know. I don't follow baseball, but uh, I don't blame you. But yeah, Champa Bay, great city, great city. A lot going on down there. A lot of a lot of good lot sports teams. On. Yeah. So <laughs> to reel it back in, that was. <laughs> That was that was a. I'm surprised you remember. That was a sidetrack from talking about the Islander franchise coming full circle circle here, and actually being one of the premier franchises now in the NHL. Yeah, they are a model, and look, you go to the Eastern Conference Finals two years in a row, and I mean they're bringing back either the same or a very similar roster next year. That's still a work in progress. Right, Lou will tell us in about January uh, when the, <laughs> when the deals are done and all that's completed, but. But look, it's 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 high times to be an Islander fan. You got the new arena coming in November, and we'll talk about that. We we missed that last week talking about the the schedule and the road trip and all that. Well, UBS Arena had a uh, another milestone, I guess you would call it, is they they completed the full UBS Arena sign on the front of the building. That okay, was that's important. We saw that tweeted out, and I'm sure I didn't look at the the replies to that tweet, but I'm sure about a million replies about what's what's Lou Lamorello doing. Right. <laughs> because that's how people operate. <laughs> yes, correct. Correct. Um, but so a big milestone there, and certainly certainly for the Islanders, they're, they're looking forward to getting into that building, but it won't be for at least a month. Uh, they've given themselves enough wiggle room with, with the construction and, and, and making sure everything is completed, but they have a 13-game road trip to start the season, an NHL record yeah. for the longest road trip in, in league history, or le- in lo- league history, or the longest road trip to start the season. I believe it's both. Well, at both. If then. if I remember right, and Mike probably knows, <laughs> yeah. correct me. But I believe previously the Vancouver Canucks had the longest road trip, not to start a season, just generally speaking, and it was at eleven. Right. Oh, okay. I yeah, believe yeah, yeah. it was eleven. So now the Islanders thirteen games to start a season on the road. Hey, it's the Angeloras. What's going on? <laughs> family family friends okay. here saying hello. Hey. They, they walked cool. in. What's going on, guys? Nice to see you. What's up, buddy? So, Christian, there's I'm sorry. A, there's a ahead. tiny child over yes, there. Yes, there in is. In case anyone's wondering what Sean is saying hi <laughs> yeah. to. It's a small human. Um, <laughs> what, what were you saying? I we're t- we're talking about the, the Islanders breaking the record for the longest yes. road, road that, trip. Uh, it'll be tough because, two, you have the Islanders are a team that has historically, the last couple of years, at least under Barry Trotz and even under Doug Waite, they are their team that builds up those points early in the season. And then really banks them, especially when things start to get a little tight there at the end when they're struggling a little bit at the end of the year. It's happened two years in a row now. So the beginning of the year now becomes extremely important for the Islanders, even more so now starting 13 games on the road. Yeah, for sure. And and you look at that, and that's going to really set a tone for, for what kind of season they may have. And, and I guess... 
you look at any road trip and maybe you come out 500 and you're okay. You get 13 road games out of the, out of the gate and you come back around 500, spend a lot of time at home, you make up for the games that you lost and, and then they're probably doing all right. And, and, and what's interesting is they're not even doing the Cali trip out there. They're not doing the no. Western Canada thing yet either. Which is interesting. Which is, you would think they would get that out of the well, way. Well, you know what? I haven't looked at the rest of the schedules to compare, but would you imagine perhaps the league was being cautious with the situation with everything else going on in the world that they didn't want to risk saying, all right, teams are going to cross the border, mm-hmm. and then September, October rolls around and, and there's restrictions and you can't do it or whatever, and they have to adjust the schedule then. So at least if, if the, again, I'm kind of just speculating there. Sure. I haven't looked at every, all 32 schedules, but, I mean, Vancouver, the, Seattle starts by playing Vancouver, I think, at home the season. So, okay. Um, but it is interesting. I'm curious if that had any, anything to do with it. You know what, Christian? That's, that's a decent thought. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, they have to take all that stuff into account. And, and obviously, they, they make multiple versions of the schedule. We know that they have one that takes the Olympics into account. We, they have one that doesn't. If the NHL players are, are going to head out there right now, they're preparing as if they are. So yep. they have that. Break well, Mike in Sullivan, the Pittsburgh Penguins head coach, is the head coach of Team USA. Yeah, so I guess they got to shut down either way. So or or operate without him. So I would <laughs> imagine that that's another another sign that this is going to happen. I think all signs yeah. are pointing to them playing the Olympics. It Good, just, I'm glad. Listen, I, I think it's it's good. I could care less if they don't. Um, <laughs> you know, the argument's always been that the Olympics does a, a, such a great great deal for raising the, the profile of the game and I, I have always called hogwash on that because there's no evidence that anyone has been able to show me that backs that up other than pure speculation and and kind of NBC and, and the networks using that as, as a, um, a talking point to convince the league to shut down for two weeks if I'm an owner I don't want my guys going to the Olympics I, I, look I get it you have you have national pride and you want to compete for your country well, you remember what happened in number 91 yeah right long time John Tavares got hurt. Yeah. Oh, John, that ninety-one. Sorry, I didn't. I forgot he existed. <laughs> Good on you, Christian. I on the country thanks you for that. <laughs> um, but that's a great point too. Like your star. I mean, Gar Snow. I remember. I remember that injury now, where Gar Snow comes out later, puts out the statement that the, uh, says to Newsday at the time that he, you know, he's upset because you know the best player is now lost, and the season was all a loss. I mean, the season was lost well before John Tavares went down that yes. year. But. Um, but that's a great example. If I'm an owner, I get it. You want to play for your country? Don't sign my contract then. Then don't be my, on my team. You signed a contract, and we're paying you a ton of money to play for this team. Oh. I understand that point, but look, if I'm a player, I, I want to play. Great, then don't sign the, the contract. In the Olympics and the best of the best. Well, we don't have to mince. You know, we don't have to really dive into this. But obviously you have your, your side. I have my side. But, like, I... I think that look as an owner, I, I would I would say look I understand I understand you want to get out there and, yeah. and, and play in the tournament, so go ahead and do it. But but there's there's an argument for both sides, so I get that. But it looks like we're gonna have that break for the for the Olympics, and 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 somehow even after opening the season with 13 games on the road later in the year, I think it's in March if I'm not mistaken, they have a seven game road event. So that means they play a hell of a lot of games at home. After they start on the road, and then somehow they, they still have a long seven game road trip later in the season. It definitely is a, is a tough schedule. It's a tough schedule for everybody. I, I think Lou Lamoureux pretty put it pretty succinctly. He said everyone has a tough schedule this year. The Islanders have a tougher one though. 
<laughs> yeah, think, probably the toughest of them all. A, I think that's a great way of putting it because it's, it's accurate. The Islanders have a very tough schedule, and an opening with 13 games on the road, they don't get to come back at home until the 21st against Calgary to open up the UBS Arena. They get four in a row before going back on the road, on the road, quote-unquote, because they play Philadelphia and the Rangers for their, their two, two road games after their four home games finally in November. Um, and then, as you pointed out, I'm trying to go through the schedule really quick here. But yes, as you pointed out, Sean, they have a seven game road trip. There you in go. The beginning of April, they start April 1st on the road against the Rangers. They play the Devils, Dallas, Carolina, St. Louis, Pittsburgh, Montreal. There you have it. So a lot of road games, and and that's going to be part of this 82 game slug that the Islanders are going to have to go through to try to get back to the dance and and ultimately deep into the playoffs. But Christian, what do you say we do the Hero of the Week, pal? I think Let's it's about it. time. Yeah. All right, so I'm going to press some buttons, then we're going to do it. That one. That one. Ladies and gentlemen, when you hear this song, that means it's time for the Hero of the Week. Brought to you by the Blue Line Deli and Bagels Half Price Hero, which we are happy to be at right now. Fantastic location here at 719 West Jericho Turnpike in Huntington. And so the Hero of the Week is... The Hockey Night in New York featuring grilled chicken, buffalo sauce, mozzarella cheese, and avocado in a wrap. Get it for half price starting today through next week. Just mentioned the Hockey Night in New York podcast here at the Blue Line Deli and Bagels and get it for half price. Great deal. Yeah. Great deal. Yeah. So without Agreed. further ado, Christian, a lot happened in Island Country <laughs> as we discussed this past week. But we got to name a hero, pal. So, so what do you got, man? Oh, what do you got? Uh, we had to pick a hero? <laughs> yeah, we did. Because this is a segment we do every week. Oh, that's better. Right. You want to just, do you know where the buttons are? You want to just press them? Oh, that's right. My hero is Lula Morello for his. <laughs> there you go. You got it. His. <laughs> We're just going to keep it the same. This one? Oh, this one. That one. There you go. You can press mine, too. For his. Yeah, we didn't change it. Almost. <laughs> nope. That's the wrong one. That's Sparky. I'm, I'm giving him credit. Well, I mean, the, his almost. Mob like uh, <laughs> control of information. I mean, it's pretty impressive. Again, as, as Tom Galitti rightfully pointed out, and I retweeted, and Sean had a very funny quip yesterday from that tweet. I forget what it was, but it was funny. Um, that, I mean, the, the entire NHL couldn't keep a lid on the expansion draft, but somehow Lou Lamarello has managed to keep every move he's made under wraps for yeah, over it's impressive. <laughs> for seven days, or not seven days, but five days. Yeah, look, the man is uh, the international man of mystery as far as the NHL goes. Somehow he manages to not only keep his staff quiet. Oh, you know what? That would have been a good hero of the week, too. What's that? Katie Ledecky. Katie Ledecky. Yeah, sure. She won some gold, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yes, she did. (laughs) I played it real safe with that one. (laughs) Boy. You know, I actually usually like watching the Olympics, but I haven't seen that. Even if you don't watch the Olympics, just. Or the association with the Islanders it makes it hard not to hear when Le- Katie Ledecky wins something. That's true. That's actually the biggest news that the Islanders have broken <laughs> lately. Is <laughs> Katie Ledecky is actually going to be playing on the top line for <laughs> right. the Islanders? She's the year. she's the big signing. Yeah, right. It's it's not Palmieri or Parise. It's actually <laughs> Katie Ledecky. Yeah, it turns out she can skate too when the water's frozen. Yeah. So I, I mean, if she's as fast as she is on ice as she is in the water, I mean. Just teach her to shoot a little bit. I'm sure that'd be a pretty good. You, ne- you never know. So, folks, <laughs> obviously we're, we're we're not working with much here for the hero of the week. We kept it with Lou just because of the uh, the wizardry he was able to pull off. 
where we seem to know what happened as far as the free agents go, but we don't officially know because he's been able to keep everybody silent, the players, the agents, his own staff. Yeah. Pretty impressive. So we'll get we'll give it to Lou two weeks in a row. Maybe yeah. he, maybe he will be general general manager. Maybe the next time we do show there'll be news. <laughs> Hopefully. Hopefully. So, but the most important thing is is that it's brought to you by the Blue Line Deli and Bagels half price hero. Once again, the Hockey Night in New York featuring grilled grilled chicken, buffalo sauce, mozzarella cheese, avocado in a wrap. Again, head on over to Blue Line Deli and Bagels where we're at right now for half off the Hockey Night in New York until next week. Just mention us, and you get yourself a great deal. Can you hit the button there that says Maine, yes. Christian? Fantastic. There we go. So there's your Hero of the Week. And is there anything else we really need to cover? I mean, do you want to you just uh, go through? You don't, you don't have it up, do you? Oh, you do. The chat, you want to see if there's any other questions from the audience before we wrap this thing up? Donald should have been Hero of the Week. Donald would have been great. Donald would have been, been great, for sure. Absolutely. He's, uh, he's an honorable mention. I don't think there's really any questions. All right, so because we kind of asked Becomp the questions as we were going through. That's true. And that's really that's those, true. Those are the questions. So Look, I'll say this: it's been a while. I think we season. should be the hero of the weeks for pulling <laughs> an hour and a, hour and twelve <laughs> minutes of a show um, with nothing have happened in a week. GM of the year three years in a row. Lou is a dynasty. <laughs> Mike is on fire today. Give that man Seriously, a job. Can we hire him. <laughs> we might. We're, we're going to talk to him in the off season. But I mean, uh, speaking of the off season, just uh, probably the most action packed off season that I can remember, as far as free agents go, trades go. Yes. Just a lot going on. A lot of people, you know, heading elsewhere. I mean, the <laughs> yes, he does. The the Carolina <laughs> Hurricanes getting rid of both of their goalies, bringing in two new goalies. I mean, when do you yeah. see that happen? Just all the all and the then, turnaround and, and the league. throwing their their foot in the Tony D'Angelo just saga, PR which is, why which would is you very do interesting. That? Um, Sean and I were talking about this before the show. Aside from the the off the ice stuff with Tony D'Angelo, you know, whatever you're feeling on on, is, on it is, you know, it is what it is. But for a guy who's, I mean, he had one good season with the New York Rangers, and I I, I never really saw the appeal of what Tony D'Angelo did as a player. Um, and why the Rangers were so high on him. I get it. He had one good year, but it, it never seemed like it was something sub- going to be substantial or it was going to be sustained, and he didn't right. sustain it last year. Yeah. I mean, he acted like a clown with, with not, again, not just not the stuff off the ice, but even just his interactions with his teammates and um, the way he acted on the ice. It just wasn't it wasn't worth it. This guy's bounced around well, two or three Sarah different teams. Sarah Sivian of The Athletic, actually, who covers the Hurricanes, she had a great piece on it. And she talked about the whole situation. And, and look, if it seems for the Hurricanes, it just came down to money. They, they found a guy yeah. who can uh, replace Dougie Hamilton on the cheap. I, I don't even know if he but replaces is it worth, Dougie Hamilton. Right. No, that's, I don't think he that's does. That's my, I mean. But that's, that's a team that's who has, has always had, right no now. matter who the owner's been, they've always had an internal cap. They never spend up towards right. the top. They're always looking for ways to save money. I mean, and another backwards move is dealing that kid goalie. He had a great year. It looked like they finally solved their goaltending problems. And they ship him off, and he's gone. And now they're going with Ranta and Anderson? I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I mean, look, to the Very Islanders and the Metro Division's benefit, but I don't know what's going on down there in Carolina. They, they have a, a good young team. They're, they're going to be tough. I think they're yeah. going to be one of the top teams in the division this year, but, but some questionable moves. They've been moves. one of the top teams in the last couple of years. Yeah, Very for sure. Team. For sure. Well, they're back in the Metro, and, yep. and it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough, but I don't know what those guys are doing. But, yeah, a lot of movement. 
throughout the league, which is exciting to see because you see all the hype for free agency, all the hype for the draft, and then nothing <laughs> yeah. ever happens. And then finally, we got a year finally happened. Like it made well, up for it the last had couple to years. this year because every team is is trying to deal with this new cap system, and the that expansion the had, draft, and, and everything, draft and everything else that was going right. on. So right. if it was there, if there was any year that it was going to happen, it was this year. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. So, so we alluded to this last week, Christian. It looks like August is going to be an off month for Hockey Night in New York. Wonderful. <laughs> right, Christian can't wait to beach, take a vacation. Extra beach day. Yeah, perhaps. But, but yeah, folks, barring any big news for the Isles, we're probably going to shut it down for August and you know, try to have some Sundays for ourselves. Again, if something comes Sundays. up, maybe we'll we'll, uh, we'll we'll pop some we'll pop we'll pop in there and, and, and share some news with you guys. But we're probably going to shut it down. But 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 guys, I know we said it last week, but I want to say it again to everybody who's been tuning in live at twitch.tv slash hockey night New York and hockey night NY, I should say, and and tuning in on the podcast. We can't thank you enough. Uh, you're you're the lifeblood of the show, and and it, it keeps us coming back. We really appreciate it. I love doing the show. I know Christian is, is semi-okay with doing the show. <laughs> I enjoy it a lot. <laughs> but uh, but we really appreciate you guys hanging out with us, and, and uh, you know you really make it worth it for us, and, and I've been having a blast, and we can't wait to come back next week. So uh, just want to oh, say thank you. Oh, we won't be back next week. Uh, sorry, next season. There next season, yeah. Thanks for the and we have some. That's why you're here. And we have some fun stuff planned for next season, season as yes, well. Yes, yes. Like I said, we're going to have some the, the off-season meetings. Yes. <laughs> Summer meetings. We're going to talk about some stuff behind the scenes here, try to keep things fresh and, and exciting for you guys next season. But uh, we really appreciate you guys hanging out with Sean us. Sean will actually try and, and trade uh, for Molly Walker at this point. And <laughs> that might happen. But <laughs> we're, we're, we're going to announce the winner of the jersey giveaway. We want to thank people for coming into Blue Line Deli and Bagels today, entering the raffle. We're going we're gonna to announce that, that winner probably next week. Cool. And uh, we thank you guys for that and i guess with that we're gonna cue the music here so we want to send a huge thanks to brian compton of nhl.com for joining us today talking about the aisles talking about the nhl a huge huge thanks to blue line deli and bagels for hosting us here for our special edition of hockey night new york here at blue line deli and bagels located at 719 west jericho turnpike in huntington Remember, check out the menu at bluelinedeli.com and head on down for great food, great times, great people. And a big thanks to Thai Technology, a voice over IP company providing phone services for businesses across the country. Check them <laughs> out at thaitechnology.com for all your telecom needs or give them a call at 516-856-7800 and get three free months of service. That is three free months of service. And again, a big thanks to you guys for hanging out with us. And big thanks to you, Christian Arnold. Couldn't what? have done it without you, pal. Same. It, it really hurt to say it. I know. But it's I true. can say it in your face. But, but it's been but fun. It's, it's been a lot of fun. It's been a lot of fun, buddy. Can't we'll wait till next season. We'll see if it stays fun next season. <laughs> we'll see. That's, that's, uh, the jury's still out. We'll see. <laughs> but remember, folks, you can follow Christian on Twitter at C underscore Arnold 01. You can follow myself at Shawnee Hockey. You can follow the show on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Hockey Night N. Why for Christian Arnold. My name is Sean Cuthbert. Check us out at HockeyNightNY.com. Remember, keep up with us on social media. We're still going to be putting stuff out there. Yep. And, folks, have a great summer. We will see you soon. <laughs>